0: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
1: It's important for us to to get alone with God on a regular basis so that we can be reminded of the love of Christ for us so that we can stay compelled so that we can stay motivated and pressing forward in the things that God has called us to do whatever God's called you to do so that you don't grow weary in doing good so that you don't get discouraged so that you, uh, you know, keep your shoulder to the plow.
0: What would you say is your happy place? And what is it about that place that makes you feel fulfilled, content, and peaceful? Maybe it's the beach. Maybe it's alone in the mountains. Perhaps your happy place is being around tons of people, and it fills you up to be surrounded by others. Today, Pastor Dan encourages you to find time with God. By doing that, wherever it is, you'll find a sense of true joy and also peace that you need to make it through whatever situation you might be facing. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel chapter 3 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
1: To people and to warn people about what God's Word says. Listen to what it says in the New Testament. I have a couple of verses for you from the New Testament that kind of um, echo the same sentiment that we find in Ezekiel. In the book of James, James says, My dear brothers and sisters, if someone among you wanders away from the truth and is brought back, you can be sure. That whoever brings that sinner back will save that person from death and bring about the forgiveness of many sins. Someone who wanders away from the truth. And if you warn them and they come back, you can be sure that they have been saved from death. They've been saved from God's judgment. Galatians chapter 6 verse 1 says, Dear brothers and sisters, If another believer is overcome by sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. We have an obligation. We have a responsibility. We see a brother or sister in Christ that is overcome by some sin. To go to them humbly and gently, but to warn them. And to plead with them to turn back to God. To repent of their sin. And get right with God. You know I, I think that the worst, one of the worst things that you could hear a Christian say. Is when a brother or sister in Christ. Is overcome by some sin. And it comes out that they are overcome by some sin. And they get exposed. And to hear some Christian say. Well it doesn't really surprise me. I kind of suspected that that person was caught up in that stuff. Really? You didn't say anything to them? You didn't warn them? As a brother or sister in Christ, you didn't plead with them and try to get them to turn back? You knew they were going down this path? And you didn't say anything? Well, that's the warning he gives to Ezekiel here. As a watchman on the wall, you have a responsibility to say something. You have a you have an obligation to warn people and faithfully declare God's word. And God says here to Ezekiel, Hey, that people could receive the message, or they could reject the message, they could heed the warning, they could ignore the warning. Ezekiel, that's not your concern. Your concern is to just faithfully declare to them what I tell you, to declare to them about their sin. Look at verse twenty two. Then the hand of the Lord was upon me there and he said to me, arise, go out into the plain or out into the valley and there I shall talk with you. So I arose and went out into the plain and behold, the glory of the Lord stood there. Like the glory which I saw by the river Kibar back in chapter one, and I fell on my Face. Once again, we see Ezekiel fall on his face when he sees the glory of the Lord. If you remember from chapter 1, when God initially called Ezekiel into this prophetic ministry, God showed Ezekiel a vision of his glory. You remember that magnificent description in chapter 1 of the cherubim and the wheels within the wheels and, and God in his glory on his His throne that seeing the glory of God is what motivated Ezekiel to answer the call that God had placed on his life to be a prophet to the people of Israel and Babylon. So now what happens is God tells Ezekiel to leave the city of Tel Aviv where the Jewish people are living and to just go out into the plain, go out into the country, go out into the valley Alone, so that God could talk to him there. And what does God do? God gives Ezekiel a fresh vision of his glory. And what God does here with Ezekiel is key. It's key to preventing uh, burnout. It's key to preventing weariness and discouragement. What God does here is he tells Ezekiel to get away from the people, get away from the ministry, and get alone with me. Get alone with God so that God can talk to him and so that God can show him his glory. You know, in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul said, it is the love of Christ that compels me. Paul was compelled, motivated by the love of Christ for him. Paul was compelled to do all the things that Paul did in his life for Christ. He was compelled by God's love for him, Christ's love for him. Ezekiel was compelled by the glory of God. And Ezekiel needed a renewed vision of God's glory. Ezekiel needed that to keep him going forward in the ministry. And I think this is so important. It's important for us to to get alone with God on a regular basis so that we can be reminded of the love of Christ for us, so that we can stay compelled, so that we can stay motivated and pressing forward in the things that God has called us to do, whatever God's called you to do. So that you don't grow weary in doing good, so that you don't get discouraged, so that you uh, you know keep your shoulder to the plow and keep pressing forward. This is why it's so essential for us to just spend time with Jesus every day, just in the Word, alone with Jesus. Uh, you know, with with all of the busyness shut off, where it's just quiet, where it's just you sitting alone. With your Bible and the Lord. So that the Lord can talk to you. And so that the Lord can reveal things to you. And so that the Lord can uh, remind you of his love. So that you can be compelled again. By his love. And be uh, recharged so to speak. So important to persevering. Now look at verse 24. Verse 24 says. Then the spirit. Entered me. So and he goes out. He's alone with God out in this valley, away from the people and the city and the ministry. And he's out there just alone with God so God can talk to him. God reveals his glory to Ezekiel once again. And then the Spirit of God entered Ezekiel once again. You know, the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the Old is different from the ministry of the Holy Spirit and the New Testament. But what we see the Holy Spirit doing here is we see the Holy Spirit equipping Ezekiel for what he has been called to do. You know, Ezekiel was called and then God equipped him. God called him, then equipped him. God doesn't equip you, then call you. God calls you, then equips you. And he's equipping Ezekiel here. Now, the Spirit had already entered Ezekiel before in chapter 2. Now the Spirit enters him again. It reminds me of our need to be filled and refilled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, In the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, the disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit on Pentecost. But then in Acts chapter 4, they are filled again. With the Holy Spirit. They're refilled with the Holy Spirit. We need that. We need that constant filling of the Holy Spirit. You know in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18. It says be filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Greek there it's in the present tense. Meaning be continuously filled. With the Holy Spirit. Be constantly filled. Filled. With the Holy Spirit. Be replenished. Over and over. By the Holy Spirit. That's what we need for. The things that God has called us to. We need the, the Holy Spirit empowering us. Filling us. So that we are enabled to do the things. That God has called us to do. Again whatever that may be. Whatever that may be that God has called you to do. So the Spirit entered me and set me on my feet and spoke with me and said to me. Look what the Holy Spirit says to Ezekiel. Go shut yourself inside your house. Isn't that interesting? God put Ezekiel under a stay-at-home order. We can relate to that. He tells Ezekiel, you just go shut yourself in your house and you stay in your house. Verse 25, and you, O son of man, surely... Uh, They will put ropes on you and bind you with them so that you cannot go out among them. God says, go stay in your house lest they come and arrest you.
0: We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app.
1: We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com.
0: What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of
1: Truth. Verse 26, he says, I will make your tongue cling to the roof of your mouth, so that you shall be mute, and not be one to rebuke them, for they are a rebellious house. But when I speak with you, I will open your mouth, and you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord, And he who hears, let him hear. And he who refuses, let him refuse, for they are a rebellious house. Ezekiel was to stay at home, uh, and he wasn't to speak. The only time he was to go out of his house and to speak was when God gave him something to say. Otherwise, he was to stay at home and remain silent. You know, and this is right after the Holy Spirit entered Ezekiel. Sometimes we need the Holy Spirit to keep us still and quiet. Sometimes we need the Holy Spirit to give us self-control over our mouth. And empower us to keep it shut. And not talk. And to be slow to speak. Quick to listen. To be content at home. And Ezekiel here, he stays at home for a duration of time. We're not told how long, but he stays at home. Uh, He doesn't say anything. He only goes out to speak when God told him what to say. So he's only speaking the word of God when he does speak. Boy, wouldn't that be wonderful if that was true of us? That we only speak what God tells us to speak. Only speaking the word of God. In verse 27, at the end of the verse, the Lord says, He who hears, let him hear, and he who refuses, let him refuse, for they are a rebellious house. You know, one of the favorite sayings of Jesus in the Gospels was, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And it seems that Jesus adapted that saying from Ezekiel. Ezekiel's job was simply deliver the message from God and it was on the hearers to receive it or refuse it. It was on them. That wasn't on Ezekiel. He was just to be faithful to deliver the message that God gave him. And then it was on the hearers to do with it what they were going to do with it. So now beginning in chapter 4, the Lord has Uh, Ezekiel do a series of um, actions as kind of illustrations. Uh, So this is now we're going to enter into this section in chapters 4 and 5 where Ezekiel does kind of illustrated sermons or illustrated uh, parables. The reason that God has Ezekiel do this, we saw him do it also with Jeremiah. If you remember when we were going through Jeremiah... Uh, but the reason that God has Ezekiel do this is because the people are ignoring the word of God. They're not listening. Uh, and so what God does now is he has Ezekiel kind of act out the message or kind of put on a little presentation or a little show to act out the message to try to get the attention of the people. Again, so you have these they are illustrated sermons. Uh, and i think one of the things uh, you know for us to consider with this is this really shows us god's heart this really shows us god's heart for people god doesn't want anyone to perish in their sins he wants everyone to come to repentance he wants everyone to come to salvation and he will do whatever he can do to persuade people to repent and turn to him for salvation, God is relentless. That's what we see here. We see that God is relentless in pursuing lost people. He stops at nothing. Uh, even, even asking his servants like Ezekiel to do things that would be humiliating to do. God stops at nothing. Including sending his only son into this world. To die a humiliating death. On the cross for mankind as a demonstration of his love for mankind. So verse 1. You also, son of man, take a clay tablet and lay it before you and portray on it a city, Jerusalem. You know, the Babylonians used clay tablets like we use paper today. It's what they, what they wrote on, what they uh, you know, wrote letters on and, uh, or even drew maps on. Uh, archaeologists have found thousands of clay tablets from the Babylonians and from the ancient world. So here Ezekiel is to take a clay tablet. He's to draw a map of the city of Jerusalem on it. And the the Jewish people that he was ministering to, they would have recognized that it was a map of the city of Jerusalem. Verse 2, Then lay siege against it. Build a siege wall against it. And heap up a mound against it. Set camps against it also. And place battering rams against it all around. Moreover, take for yourself an iron plate. And set it as an iron wall between you and the city. Set your face against it. And it shall be besieged. And you shall lay siege against it. This will be a sign to the house of Israel. Now this of course was before the destruction of the city of Jerusalem by the Babylonians. And at this point as Ezekiel is in the land of Babylon with the other exiles. At this point there were false prophets in Babylon. And these false prophets were saying that their captivity in Babylon is not going to last very long. Soon they'll be going back home to Jerusalem and, and Judah you know, so you had these false prophets telling everybody, hey, don't unpack your suitcase. We're not going to be here very long. God's going to deliver us. God's going to bring us back to Jerusalem. We, we don't have anything to worry about. Jerusalem will never fall. Jerusalem will never be conquered. And so what God does is God tells Ezekiel, hey, I want you to draw a map of Jerusalem. And then I want you to depict the siege and destruction of, that will come upon Jerusalem in a few short years. And so he makes this map and he creates these siege ramps. And I think about my sons playing with Legos and building little towns with Legos or Lincoln Logs. And there is Ezekiel doing a similar kind of thing here. He's to take, it says uh, in verse 3, uh, an iron plate, set it as an iron wall between you you. And the city, iron in the Bible, is a symbol of God's uh, kind of harsh judgment. Uh, Ezekiel was to place an iron plate between himself and the city of Jerusalem. It symbolized the fact that the people in Babylon were not going to return back to Jerusalem anytime soon. They're not going back. As the false prophets declared, those false prophets were wrong. And this was done, we're told, as a sign for the whole house Of Israel, and so God has Ezekiel do uh, this little demonstration with the map and building the siege ramps and and the whole thing and 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 you know that's a little it's maybe a little embarrassing for Ezekiel to do to kind of go out in the middle of the town uh, you know on a busy street and set this thing up and act this thing out and um, you know a little bit embarrassing. Uh, But now in verses 4 to 6, we've got another demonstration that God has Ezekiel do. Another demonstration related to the destruction of Jerusalem. Uh, This one is a little bit more unusual. This one, in fact, is uh, downright bizarre. Uh, Look what he says in verse 4. Lie also on your left side, so try to picture that, and lay the iniquity of the house of Israel upon it, according to the number of the days that you lie on it, you shall bear their iniquity. For I have laid on you the years of their iniquity, according to the number of the days, three hundred and ninety days, so you shall bear the iniquity of the house of Israel. And when you have completed them, the three hundred and ninety days, then you're going to turn over and you're going to lie again on your right side. Then you shall bear the iniquity of the house of Judah forty days. I have laid on you a day for each year. Therefore you shall set your face toward the siege of Jerusalem. Remember the little map and siege that he just created. Your arms shall be uncovered and you shall prophesy against it. And this seems to be saying as he's lying there on his side. Uh, On one side for 390 days and on the other side for 40 days. He's also supposed to point at Jerusalem. This little map of Jerusalem with all the siege ramps and everything that he created. He's to lie there quietly and point at the city. And surely I will restrain you so that you cannot turn from one side to another till you have ended the days of your siege. So he's not allowed to kind of toss and turn and get comfortable... Uh, he was to lay on one side for 390 days, representing the iniquity of the house of Israel, and then turn over and lay on the other side for 40 days, representing the iniquity of Judah. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring true.
0: Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan, as we study verse by verse through the book of Ezekiel. In Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 26 through 27, the Lord says, I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh, and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statues, and be careful, to obey my rules. No matter how far away you stray from God, He never gives up on you. He always offers restoration and hope, even after you might reject it. What a gift and what love. If you'd like to hear this message again or more from Pastor Dan, we encourage you to visit our website, calvaryec.com. We also encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your walk with Jesus. If you're ever in or near the Columbia, Maryland area, we'd love to have you join us at Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Each week we gather together at 10 a.m. on Sunday to worship our Savior and study God's Word. And we'd be honored to share that time with you. Check out calvaryec.com to find directions and to learn more about the church behind this ministry. Again, that was Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. We're so glad you joined us today, and we pray this message has been a blessing and encouraged you in your faith. Pastor Dan will have much more to share from the book of Ezekiel when you tune in again, right here on Ring of Truth. I see
1: the signs and i recognize her.